Motown Rundown. It is Wednesday, June 15th, and it is hot as fuck outside. That's yeah, it's, not, open. it's not cold. It's not cold. <laughs> I, I played uh the amount of people I saw at work tonight. Dude, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold the phone. We don't even need an introduction. Did you play Oakland Hill South today? <laughs> I did, Collins. I did. How the fuck did I you did. get out there? How'd they let you uh, out? Well, there? <laughs> that's dude, that is literally every single person that responded to my Snapchat or Instagram picture today you. said the I was same. driving. <laughs> I was appalled. Yeah. So my, uh, my dad's, my dad's boss has, has been a member at Oakland Hills for a while. He said that that's his first time ever playing the South and obviously the new with, one. Yes. Since the, since it's yeah, the new one. And I, I've been to the PGA championship. I've been to the U S amateur. I don't know the South course well enough to really recognize the differences. My dad's like a golf course savant. So he, he knew like what was going like he knew exactly what had changed and what had been the same, whatever, and all those things. But yeah, so um he brought us out there. No carts allowed on the south course anymore. And when it's 98 degrees outside and you gotta walk 18 holes, and that's not exactly a flat course, Oakland Hills. I'm telling you, like, thank God we had caddies. So some kid was carrying my clubs. I had used every single swing my body could produce come walk it come my final putt on 18 like it was it's probably the most impressive athletic performance i've ever given in my entire life which is coming from a guy that won a state championship playing jv hockey um i shot 95 which i was so so happy with i actually i think i went 46 49 and i i there were a couple I, i left a couple shots out there for sure but i was also saying too like you give me a cart and it's 10 to 15 degrees cooler. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hovering right. around 90. So that's pretty, pretty par for the course. It was unbelievable though. Like if you're, even yeah. if you're not someone that grows up in like Michigan, just as far as like world renowned golf courses, like the Oakland Hills South course is up there. And I was like, it was just unbelievable. It, it is like, so it's just like, that's a fucking hell of a golf course, man. That's all I can say. It, it was unbelievable. Donald Ross, baby. It was a job on some golf courses. Yeah, I complete. I mean, just jealousy. I've played the North before, which the North doesn't. I mean, North's whatever. It's super well chopped up, but it's not nothing, anything like special. Yeah, yeah, that's sick, dude. That's extremely. (laughs) I've never, I've never played the North. I've never played. My mom's worked at Oakland Hills for twenty plus years, I think, or something like that. I've never been able to get out there. Yeah, she works there. What does she do? She she's like a server. She does works like parties and weddings oh. and banquets and was she like, there when the around. fire happened? No, she was not, but um obviously a lot of people she worked with were there. So it was yeah, you know, kind damn, of a dude. kind of a shell shock for her because she's been there for so long. And yeah, you know, it's just like weird. Like even today I go I we're walking around the clubhouse, they're still spraying it down with water because there's like I guess dust and stuff that kicks up a bunch, but just sucks. Like just, I mean, you know, obviously to be selfish and like, Oh, I was there in the clubhouse was <laughs> burned to the ground. Of course, the, the one round I get to go play, but you know, just all the history that course has, it just sucks. But there, I mean, it was just like, it, obviously it's a, it's what do a they got? Do they have a big tent out there? Yeah. They have like a couple tents. I think the pool's open. Um, I, we, there's like a little like clubhouse, like a mini clubhouse that has food and stuff. And, um, but either way, I mean, it was just like, 
obviously like you're playing in Michigan, right? So it's not like you have like these, you know, you're not playing in like Arcadia where you got the lake right next to you and you're not playing in Arizona where you got like the desert and like, but it just, when you talk about just the pure, pure golf course, it's just unbelievable. Like the rough was, I would, I I would, bunkers were great. I mean, this is just me. I would prefer to play tour. I mean, I love courses that you grid your teeth at. And that's just like one of those where you got to grind a little bit. Oh, and yeah. like oh, Arcadia yes. and those other places, they're very scenic and stuff like that, but they're not necessarily like if the wind blows up there, I guess it's considered like those horses are not that hard necessarily. Like you're playing, like you played a US Open type of course, you're like, sweet. Uh, ben Hogan played at this course. That's sick. yeah, I don't know. yeah, I don't unbelievable. Know. So it was... I worked at Inverness when I worked at Inverness in Toledo as a caddy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That play, I mean, just tracked, and you like go in the clubhouse or like someone. I don't know. It's sad. It was great, but it it was it was unbearably hot outside. My dad, I had said this to some friends going in. I'm like, I am. I will be surprised if my dad makes it all 18 after nine holes. He turned it in. Like he was done. He he went. He's like, I can't do it. And he got in his car, and I think he went to his office. And I texted him. I'm like, Hey, like when you come back to pick me up, if you could just grab me a couple Gatorades and some cash for the, to tip the caddy. And so, sure enough, I'm walking off 18, and there he was. But would you um, tip the caddy? Just a 20 spot. Okay. If I had real, if I had real, <laughs> first, it was my dad's money. It was my dad's money. If I had real money, dude, I probably would have tipped them like probably closer to fifty bucks. But the thing is, and not to just drag both of these kids, they were brothers. One of the brothers was dating my dad's boss's daughter, so I, that was kind of like the was he trash? Was he a bad caddy? No. Well, it, they 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 were both really nice, but I've never used the caddy before. And I told this kid oh. like right off the bat, I go, I go, look. I'm a 16 handicap. I prefer not to hit driver when I don't have to, because I have no idea where it's going. And, it, you know, I thought he was going to be like right next to me, like reading pots and whatnot and giving me tips. And, and he really, it was more so of just like having a guy to hang out with out there. Like I was just kind of chatting right, him off dude. and whatnot. And so occasionally he would, you know, take my ball, wipe it off around the green and whatnot, but it wasn't like I was getting a full service it was it was fine these kids are out there trying to make it buddy you should have seen me it's a million degrees outside i was gonna say i want i want collins to be my caddy i want collins to be my caddy for nine i'll blow your hair back how good i am at i'm (laughs) i mean i'm I'm just i believe they don't mess around in Inverness. but what's it called that's set dude that's sweet yeah it was great i just getting home like i i thought i was gonna be in trouble like we might have to go to urgent care i I, like I'm still trying to recover. I had probably three hundred. You were that bad? Did you not have any, they, they they gotta have waters all over that place. That it, dude. You would think, but they had like maybe. Did they, they not have like, coolers on like every three holes? No, they had like one cool. I feel like they had one cooler on the front nine and one cooler on the back. They did have this little hut that you could go. Gr- grab styrofoam cups and get ice water and when my yeah. caddy brought me one of those i'm like dude you just saved the entire round because i but truly collins like i think on hole 15 i get up to the tee box and i was like i just i just need this round to be over and then i piped i on 18 i piped the drive down the left side and i hit the ball so low off off my driver because i just suck and the, the my caddy was like that's the furthest drive I've seen on this hole. Granted, we were playing from the white, so 6,500. He's like, that's the furthest drive I've seen on this hole. I was a par five. 
and I'm I hit six iron in, and I ended up bogey in the hole. But I actually I the whites the well men's tees out there, Rabs. I don't know. It's sixty five hundred, so it could be. But they go they go like whites, blues, golds, and they don't even have the blacks out there. The blacks are like the pro tees. But yeah, like that seven, course that's one of those seven. things like the front nine when you're playing it. I'm I was like God, this like obviously it's a tough tough course, and you you truly have to keep yourself in the fairway. But I'm like, you know, like I can play like 46. Like I was expecting I come out with a 54, like no brainer. I'm out of here. And but then when you get to the back, the back is a mess. And and dude, I can't. I mean, for those guys to play from 7,600. And that rough is probably three inches. Oh, dude, it just twisting my club face. I'm just hitting balls sideways. Like it was a. It was great though. I mean, just to be able to say that I played the South course and just, just unbelievable. Very thankful that I was able to do it and that no one else cares to hear about my golf game. So yeah, we can move on from that. that's true. What else should we talk about? Trent, how are you? What's going on? Dude, I'm good. I'm fantastic. My parents are going on this trip tomorrow. They're going to be gone for a week. So my brothers and I are going to live it up. Yeah. I might I mean, come out have a party there, at the house. Trent. <laughs> yeah. You guys should come over. Just show hey, are you. <laughs> I was kidding. Are you actually? No, no plans. I don't put it past you guys. You guys should have a party, dude. That would be sick. Yeah, you'll have to. Kids don't do that enough these days. The problem is you got to talk to have a house party at their parents. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know it. It does sound fun. The problem is my parents listen. They're probably gonna be listening to this like on the plane. And then, uh, yeah. oh yeah, all right. Too no late parties, to turn. No, no, no. I, I mean, we're. I feel like they don't care. I no parties, like but maybe a party. They don't care as long as nothing gets broken. <laughs> yeah, this you're respectful, young man. You're fine. Yeah, the problem is you'll have to talk to that Hancho, and in this case, that's Brock. Brock's kind of the one that pulls all the strings with that kind of shit. I will say, nonetheless, whether there's a party or not, party or no party, me, Brock, and Miles are gonna tear it up. We're gonna have a lot of fun all week, so I'm excited. But, uh, but hey, hey, it's a win-win. My parents, they get a much-needed getaway. It's their anniversary. They get to go do their thing. There you uh, go. Ooh, nice. Yeah, and, and yeah, no, no, never mind. I was going to tell the whole story about the passport thing to our listeners, but I already told Rabs and Collins that, so there's really no reason to tell our listeners that story. But basically, it's going to be a good week. I guess that's all I got to say. Yeah, I, have I, nothing, I, I have nothing else interesting to say at this point. Uh, Trent, although- what's it called? I – I actually want to do – we used to do this a little bit more last year. I would like to – before we get into the Tigers and other stuff, because I it's going to piss me off, I would like to have, like, a genuine sports conversation where I don't pull my hair out. Pretty – I what is up with people saying this finals has been bad? I don't understand. It's been a great oh, time. Well, I think I, – I okay, so what I think it is is a lot of people – these teams aren't really likable. A lot of people like, like the Warriors because they used to, but, like – I hate Boston, but I like the yeah, Warriors. Boston, Boston's very hateable, and the Warriors are are not as likable as they used to be. If that makes sense, like no, they're they, more likable now. That first of all, the people who like LeBron are insane because they get mad about everything for some reason. That's fair. That's fair. I will say this, but the they way, don't like the Warriors. I no, I get. I I try. I'm not even saying they're not even like that. I'm just saying there's people like that. And it's bizarre because there's nothing to do with them, and then. I, I get people who don't like Steph because he can be corny. I just like Steph, and I like Draymond. I get why you would hate Draymond. He's terrible at basketball now, but he's just funny. Look, yeah, Draymond Green I is – I, I actually – if Mark Jadson and Stan – they don't talk about how bad he is. He is truly awful. 
at basketball now. He he's not, and and you know what? It sucks because if you say that, yeah, you get labeled as a hater or like whatever. Because he does still he impact is, the game in his own very unique way that only Draymond could do. He does impact the game, but he's not he's not an effective player anymore. No, he is. He's a great defensive player, but this series he has been neutralized on a defensive end because. So, I mean, the Celtics only like worked with, the, they don't really have a lot of slashers and drivers and he's getting crushed on the boards because they have more length in them. So yeah. it's like I, his biggest strength is that. And then they don't even fall for the him dribbling up and finding stuff. Like they've completely shut that down. He played better last game. I don't, I just find it funny when they're like, God, Draymond's leadership. I'm like, He's like the fifth best player on the team. Yeah, right now. he's 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 not hey, what the are we Draymond doing? of old. He's definitely not the Draymond of old. I will say, if the 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 intrigue of this finals for sure is that if the Warriors are to win, and you guys know, I will preface this by saying I hate Kevin Durant. I can't stand that guy. I like Kevin Durant. I like. If, I honestly don't hate anyone in the NBA anymore. I don't even hate LeBron. Well, that's good. I'm glad yeah. you come around. If the Warriors are to win this series. It it really does damage Kevin Durant quite a bit, in my opinion, because that means I, they won. They won before he got there and afterwards, dude. That's pretty bad. Like, well, they should. LeBron won. Yeah, but you the get fact, I like. You get what I'm saying, though. No, like, I get that. That's why they, people they win in Kevin 2015. Durant. He comes in 2017. They win two, and then he leaves, and they're bad for one year because they like purposely tank and then they get right back to the finals and win it like that's kind of that, that's like you know that's a bad look for KD I'm just saying I think it's more I don't know I think it's more just solidifying how great Steph is but that's true Kevin Durant, that's I mean true. Kevin Durant as good as Steph is Kevin Durant is this better basketball player than Steph well sure and it was clear on the same team um, but does he I get what you're that? saying oh, I, I get what you're yeah. saying the thing about the whole thing that sucks for KD like he'll never be able to live past Golden State because he literally went in his prime to a situation where they were just given a championship, which I don't can't knock you, but at the same time, I can't like put you in the same category as guys. If Steph wins this year, like I can't put him in the category of like guys who've done that. Like I might think Kevin Durant's a better basketball player, but Steph Curry's have a better legacy. Yeah, I can't put you up against a guy like LeBron, can't put you up against a guy like Isaiah, can't put you up a guy like Jordan. Like, I don't know. Yep, exactly. My last thought on this is just that I have this funny theory where, like, Kevin Durant is eternally locked out of the top ten for me. I don't care if he wins three more championships. He he will always be the 11th best NBA player of all time. He, there's nothing he can do. To get do to you think Kobe's top. better than Kevin Durant? Yes, dude. He has five rings. I My biggest thing of all time, Kobe was great, and I think – no, Collins, I'm not a Kobe guy. I've got him at no, like No, I just – I yes. don't I, – I don't know. Kobe is – Kobe fans are nuts still. Absolutely psychopaths. Kobe um, fans are the worst. No, they're just not – I mean, Kobe fans and LeBron fans, like, they're both Lakers fans. They both hate each other. I'm like, what is going on? Are you, don't you guys root for the same team? Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, no, Collins, I've got Kobe eighth on my list of all time. I made okay, it yesterday. I made it you yesterday like when I was – t- I don't yeah. understand – like – I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? I don't know. I think Shell's been awesome too. It's been, I mean, the final starting tonight, but that goal, I mean, that pass by Kucherov tonight, nasty. 
Yeah, he's gross. I'm watching it right now too, Collins. I need. I mean, I have. I'm in first place. I shouldn't say I. Me and my buddy T Wills, who's a friend of the pod, we're in first place in our bracket. First place out of 33 teams. If Colorado wins the cup, we won it all for the second year. Thank you very much. It has now and maybe like throughout the season, like yeah, I would Tampa obviously didn't finish as, as high as they usually do in the league standings, but when it comes to just the complete team, been there, done that, they've obviously won back to back cops. Like and you the way you watch Tampa Bay just kind of fight through these playoffs, like they they deserve to be here. They're still that good, and it's amazing what John Cooper's been able to do and Colorado, obviously, as you can just watching them play throughout the playoffs, the speed, the skill, I mean, just some of the superstars they have in McCarr and McKinnon. And it just, it's been great. So I, it, it feels kind of sacrilegious to me that I have to like root for either the avalanche or Tampa Bay lightning, because, you know, in theory, I should hate the abs because of the, the rivalry that, I mean, not really a rivalry anymore, but between the wings and the abs. And then obviously Tampa Bay spent, years pumping the Red Wings out of the playoffs. So uh, I still have been, nightmares of Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I hate Tyler Johnson. I, that's like the one guy that's like absolutely dead to me. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we are invested in Colorado. So I will say go as for the sake of the Stanley Cup final. And it's been it's been tremendous. So maybe once I guess the NBA finals die down, if we're looking to talk, you know, spend some time on the NHL finals, we can. Uh, we can do that, but I guess without further ado, while What's we're, it called? While we're Rabs, here, we I do can... want to say something. Yeah. NHL, I think the first time in probably like I don't remember. I think them like finally getting on ESPN and going to TNT has actually like got that. Like it's always gonna be the biggest sport in Canada, and it's always gonna be massive, whatever. But like I feel like for the first like the NHL was kind of like more nationally relevant on a stage because the coverage and like tnt's done an awesome like desk crew and espn i, I even like espn's desk crew even though it's not great but like the like you have svp talking about like nhl hockey again like i don't know i feel like for the first seven like 10 years they've done something good to grow their game yeah and i think uh, gary vetman came out today and whatever like, the four point or 4.1 or 5.1 billion dollars in revenue the league generated this year I, I agree. I, and I think the TNT broadcast is absolutely phenomenal. I still love watching CBC because I do get the channel here. So I love watching CBC. The TNT broadcast and the, the desk crew is, is phenomenal. TNT crushes it with NBA and NHL. The, the ESPN broadcast, like they were having some issues earlier in the, in the playoffs of just like weird camera angles and the sound wasn't really matching up with with the, the like the play and, and whatnot and but but they they still do a do a, they do a very good job so uh, I like Levy great. I I love Levy talking hockey it's great yeah Levy's Levy's solid I think the one thing too that I really appreciate is when I have people that are historically not hockey guys like you know they'll talk to me about like wow like Connor McDavid's unbelievable Nathan McKinnon's unbelievable and it's like yeah and, and one of my buddies that is in one of these big group chats I'm in who's you know, not really a hockey guy by any, by any means, but you see the high, the highlights on ESPN and he's like, God, I think that, that Connor McDavid might be like the best athlete in his sport amongst all four major sports. Like he's that I think good. I sent that to you. 
that maybe that was you that said that and I just yeah. were making things up. But but yeah, and like again, you don't watch it's not like you're sitting here watching Edmonton Oilers hockey every night of the week, Collins. Like, but that just it's cool that to have those conversations because people now recognize like how great the game is and it's just getting better and better. So it's been great. Now you're going to overtime here in game one. So cool stuff. It would have been better if the Rangers made the top just for like the U.S. point of it because no offense to Tampa, yeah. it's like, eh. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've built a relatively nice fan base over there, and I guess you have the, you know, your buddies with – Yeah, uh, but Truba still, like, I mean, the Avs have – Truba, friend of the pod. Forgot about that. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, what's the call? I feel like, I mean, the Gardens is buzzing. I don't know. It just would have been whatever. Yeah, That's the last season stud. We can talk yep. about the Tigers and – fucking go nuts now well we can do this too i guess while we're on the topic of, of oh yeah what, do the wings do the wings sorry <laughs> well yeah geez sorry i know you guys are excited <laughs> to talk about the tigers we'll get into it um all we really have for you today is some red wing stuff to clean up and and we'll talk about the tigers at, at nauseam probably but um the only things i really wanted to do for the red wings catch up on a couple things um i got some notable things as far as signings i believe i talked about Taros getting a two-year extension, yes. which I didn't mind whatsoever. Um, Mer Soderblom, three-year entry-level contract has been signed, which means that he will be coming over to North America next season. Um, not someone that I anticipate that will be with the Red Wings next year. Um, I depending on how things go for him adjusting to the game over here. Um, I mean, I could see him just spending the whole year in Grand Rapids, and that's it, and we don't even talk about him having a chance to come up, but who knows if he plays well enough, but um, Soderblom, I don't know if the guy's six, 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 seven, six, eight, he's massive. Um, putting up some really nice numbers in the SHL last year. That's a kid that took a really big step as far as his skating ability. And, you know, I think people probably look at him the same way as Michael Rasmussen as that big body long reach. Um, but, you know, from, from what you've so this seen. This kid stinks too. <laughs> no, well, from what you've seen from Soderblom, um, coming off the world junior championships, I want to say, was it two years ago? Um, and then, you know, his, his game in the SHL has really improved. There's, there are some great stats that were out there about Red Wings prospects that were playing in the SHL and, you know, leading scoring and for their ages. Like I think Soderblom for his age was like maybe the leading scorer at his age group playing in the SHL or something along those lines. I'm just making things up. I don't have it in front of me, but um, an exciting player that like, look, I do. I think that Elmer Soderblom is going to be some game breaker for this team. No, I do not. Um, do I think that he's going to be end up be end up being a center when he ends up making the big club? Um, I don't, I could see him being one of those big wingers that they can use in the bottom six. Um, but the bottom line to this for, for me is just that, you know, he, this is a, a guy that people have been excited about and deservedly. So, um, with, with much improved skating and, and hopefully you get some eyes on him in Grand Rapids next season and he continues to improve. Um, he, he does seem to show a bit of a, a scoring touch around the net, and I think that he mixes it up in the middle of the ice a lot more than Michael Rasmussen does. So um, it's ex- exciting if you're, if you're a Red Wings fan, um, just for the fact that that's another prospect that's going to make the jump over here. Um, again, I think your Albert Johansson's and your, you know, your Simon Edmondson's will come over. Um, I did want to mention too, and give props to Sebastian Cosa, um, his team, the Edmonton oil Kings won the, uh, won the WHL championship. He'll be playing for the Memorial cup here, um, coming up in the next couple of weeks. I want to read you some stats here from Sebastian Cosa and, uh, in, in the playoffs this year in the WHL 16 and three, one, nine, three goals against average nine, 19 save percentage and five shots over the past 
over the last three years that he's played with the Edmonton Oil Kings in, in the WHL. 87, 19, and 7 record with 19 shutouts in the playoffs and regular season combined. So, I mean, hey, people people looked at Sebastian Kosa and go, this is the blueprint that Stevie used over in Tampa with getting Andre Vasilevsky, and, and, and this is, I guess, the Red Wings version of, uh, of Andre Vasilevsky. Now, that's a really, really bold comparison to make for a kid that's 19 years old, but everything you've seen so far from this kid, you have a lot to be excited about if you're a Red Wings fan, so you got to give him props there. Um, the Red Wings did also just sign goaltender UC Olkenyora. I don't think I'm saying that correctly. The Finnish goalie that I think went 7-0 and in the World Championships for uh, Team Finland that just wrapped up here. Um, he's 31 years old. They signed him to a one-year deal that I think is probably just what the league minimum, $750,000. Um, not, not anything that I would really get excited about. I, I mean, between him and Magnus Helberg, I could see one of those two guys being um, the backup to Alec Nadelkovich next season. Um, I don't know what their plan is as far as, I mean, they, if you look up and down their, their goaltending, um, Victor Brodstrom's restricted free agent, Caden Fulcher is an RFA, Philip Larson's an RFA, Calvin Pickard is a UFA. So I don't know between that group who they plan on bringing back. Um, but just to add a couple more goalies into the mix and Helberg and this Okinura, or I, I hope I'm saying that properly, um, you know, you're at least adding a little bit of competition and sure enough, uh, the goaltending position that hasn't been great for the Red Wings in the, in the last couple of years. So um, there's that for you. I guess the biggest thing, too, before we move on to the Tigers is this this coaching surge that we have we have not talked about. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what, what, what about it? What's what's your can we hire you? someone? What are we doing? Well, <laughs> so it, as far as the landscape of the NHL coaching has has gone, uh, I don't there really haven't been many teams that have made hires that need guys. And the most recent signings are the hirings that come to mind. So Bruce Cassidy was, was fired from the Boston Bruins after essentially being told, like, I, I don't know exactly what the, what the wording was that, that he was given by the front office of like, yeah, we're going to keep you around, but Kind of in a surprise move to some, Bruce Cassidy was fired. There's been rumors that like the players didn't really like him and whatnot, but the Bruins have been relatively successful over the past, you know, I, I would say handful of years to a decade if you want to go back to their cups. Um, not that, that Cassidy was, you know, necessarily around for all those years, but um, nonetheless, I think the Bruins problems more so come like with their drafting and, and the management of assets. And now you're kind of looking at like we're talking about unloading David Pasternak for some reason. You don't know if Patrice Bergeron's coming back, but whatever. It's not a Bruins podcast. Uh, Bruce Cassidy gets canned by the Bruins within the next week, gets hired by Vegas. So tough look for the Bruins there. It seems like Vegas was looking their chops at a chance to get him. Um, it also sounds like the only other coaching movement that I've heard of, it sounds like John Tortorella is going to be the guy in Philly. And, and I was reading this today, and, and I it's always hard to tell what the validity of some of these statements are, but it sounded like the Philadelphia Flyers offered Barry Trotz $7 million. I don't know over how many years, but the annual average value of that contract was going to be $7 million, making him the highest paid coach in NHL history, and he turned it down. So I, I guess after Trotz kind of gave the Flyers the boot, um, it sounds like Tortorella is going to be their guy there. There was a report that came out that Tortorella also interviewed with the Red Wings. Um, 
and I think that on Twitter, people were kind of stern about not wanting them and, 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 oh my God, not this, not this. But um, it sounds like the wings fans that didn't want John Tortorella here. Don't have to worry about it. Cause it sounds like Philly is the landing spot. So um, as far as what the wings are going to do here, I, it, I would like to think that they make the hire before the draft takes place. Um, they still have a little bit with the coaching vacancy. I, I think wants to have Barry Trotz behind the bench. I know he's like from Winnipeg and it, it seems like that'd be like, if he's not, if he's not going to take money to be the highest paid coach in the history of the national hockey league, then to me, he's not obviously after the money I could see him being and ending up in Winnipeg where he's, where he's from. Uh, but Barry Trotz would be the home run hire for me. Uh, I, I think in this, this could be completely off base, but Derek Lalonde, who's an assistant coach with the Tampa Bay lightning, obviously he's a little bit busy right now, but uh, maybe the reason why it's taken so long is because uh, Steve Eisenman would like to give him an interview. Um, I mean, can you not interview guys in the middle of the playoffs? I, I don't know if that's the case, but I don't, I just don't know if Derek Lalonde has been like, yeah, like I'll just, jump over to Detroit real quick. I, I think maybe with his team being in the midst of a Stanley cup playoff run, I don't know if it was a priority for him to interview for that job, but Eiserman hired him in 2018 to, to be on that staff with John Cooper. So to me, that's a guy that I think should really get some eyes. And I would assume this is his first, uh, first chance at um, being a head coach in the NHL. So if you want to talk like, and that's one of the things when people talk about, who Steve Eiserman is going to hire. It's like, oh, it's going to be some off the board guy who's got no NHL experience. Well, no NHL head coaching experience for Derek Lalonde, to my knowledge. So um, that could be a player too. I would say Pete DeBoer too. Um, I, th- there has been some speculation that Peter DeBoer did interview with the Red Wings. I have not seen that confirmed anywhere, but you know, as a guy that's had tremendous success and, and, and did really well with that Vegas Golden Knights team, um, you know, despite what the Golden Knights seem to think, because they just toss guys out like they're nothing. So um, I think Peter DeBoer would be a nice hire, too, for the for the Red Wings. So um, I, I and I keep getting like really anxious with all this stuff because it just feels like the more and more we wait to really go in depth on these coaching searches, like the more like, oh, boom, you know, the Wings will hire their guy tomorrow and we won't have a chance to talk about it. But if there were three guys that I had to pick off the top of my head, I would say Peter DeBoer, Derek Lalonde, and Barry Trotz. Like those to me, I think Trotz just based on his track record makes a ton of sense. Peter DeBoer as well, to be honest. Um, and I think Derek Lalonde is, if you, if you want to take like an off the board pick, um, that would be it for me as like an assistant that was hired by Iserman and, you know, I, I that's obviously now has has Stanley Cup pedigree. The only other guy that kind of comes to mind, and just because they had such a great season this year in the OHL, Mark Savard, um, who's, who's the coach of the Windsor Spitfires. Um, I, I don't I don't know if he is even interviewed with the Red, with the Red Wings if they're even considering him. But it's kind of another off the board pick that I've seen. You know, some people kicking around his name a bit. Um, so I, I guess, I don't know. That's, that, that would be it for me. I, those are my three, three names. Rick Tockett's been in the mix. I think he's making some good dough on TNT right now. I don't know if he's, if his interest in coming back coaching. The bottom line is this, I think Steve Eiserman is, is, is looking to get a guy and, and, and I, you have to be careful when you talk about this kind of stuff with the Red Wings, because we're starting to get into this like nostalgic, like fantasy la la land of like, Oh, well, Steve Eiserman's the GM and he brings over Lidstrom to be in the front office and Drapers and in Cronwall and, 
And, you know, they're going to go hire Sergei Fedorov to be the coach. And it's like, what's next? Like, is Ozzy going to play goalie for these guys next season? So, like, to sit here and, and you know, talk about things like that uh, of, you know, like, oh, like Fedorov's going to be the coach or, you know, or, or, or more so more so to the effect of Iserman's going to try to build this team and get like a Scotty Bowman type coach or a Mike Babcock type type coach. I don't know what the plan is. I don't. I'm not Steve Iserman. He seems to keep these kind of things really close to the chest, but if he is going to kind of go that mold of a guy that like, Hey, you know, it's how to push buttons. He, he might not, you know, he, he might not be the most likable guy in the world as far as a head coach is concerned, but he's going to push you. He knows what he's talking about and he's going to get shit done and you're going to win hockey games. Like that to me is where, you know, that's, that's where a John Tortorella name kind of pops up. But, you know, I think between Pete DeBoer and, and Barry Trotz is two, two proven guys in the NHL that, you know, I think they're very well liked by their players, but more so they're respected and they get a lot out of their guys and don't take a lot of bullshit. But I'd say those two guys are Derek Lalonde. That's that's where my my head's at. So I guess we'll have to see where where things go from here. You know, again, we can sit here and speculate all day long. No one knows shit. I, no, no one can even confirm who's interviewed where. So when the coaching decision is made, we can evaluate it and see what we like. And I think that you know, anything, anyone that gets hired in for, for this head coaching job, I, I think is going to be able to steer the ship a bit better than Jeff Blash has been able to do the last couple of years. So um Trent, I know that you were trying to get something in there and I think your computer sputtered out a bit. No, so yeah. It's because it's because my computer was taking a dump all over itself and I brutal. had to reconnect to the Wi-Fi. So they didn't hear, I don't think our people heard your first like name or two. My first name or two? Yeah, well, at first you were just kind of going through some quick names and then you went in depth, but I just didn't, you know, it didn't catch the beginning of your spiel. Like oh. the first like 10 seconds of your spiel. Oh, I was just saying like as far as as far as names that, that were kind of being buzzed around for Red Wings vacancies, David Quinn was the one that Collins didn't really like. He, he was most recently the head coach of the New York Rangers. I was just was kind of running through too. I don't know again what part of, Oh, the abs. Love to see it. Um, I don't know what part that you that you missed or whatnot, but I was just talking about how Dude, the, I don't the think it was fire. A, I don't think it was anything too important. Yeah, I think Bruin Fire, Bruce Cassidy gets picked up immediately. Tortorella is probably the guy in Philly. So those are two names you can cross off your list and we can move on. So I don't know if I, we have any input, um, but Trent, you talked about uh, your computer taking a big old dump and we could talk about something else that's been taking a big old dump and that's your Detroit baseball Tigers. Uh, what was it? 13, nothing today was the final gentlemen. I believe Correct. they were yes. thir- 13, nothing. The Tigers were out hit 22 to four. I've really never seen anything like it. Three and I didn't position watch players pitched three didn't position players hit the mound. I loved it. I actually was so entertained by the position players hitting the mound. I was, well, it's just that, that kind of stuff to me. It, and I, I get it. Like that's is, is baseball has come along. It's one of those things of like, Hey, we got to preserve some arms. This game is out of reach. It means nothing. So let's just whatever. But when you texted Trent and I'm again, I'm suffering through the golf course. It's like I'm walking through the Mojave desert playing golf right today. And you text me that Harold Castro is pitching and you love it like that. It's, it's embarrassing that things have to get to that point. Anytime that your team's in a game and you have position players pitching it like that, you have to be somewhat embarrassed, right? Like that's, I mean, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about, Again, I didn't I didn't watch the game today as I was golfing, um, but the only thing that I will ha- I will say is I'm glad that we're doing this episode tonight because this like this game today has completely teed up, um, I, I guess, this kind of angst 
hopes that I've had and you know we've all had for this team and we can kind of unleash it today but to let up 22 hits and then to hear about the like oh they had a players only meeting after the game like great I you know I, I don't know how it's taken this long for those guys to sit in the room and go like, how is it possible that we're this bad? I don't know. In baseball, too, I think it's a bit different because, you know, you look at games like hockey and in and, and basketball, for example, that are fast-paced, constantly moving, and you can see when certain guys aren't given efforts or the, the team is, is in a lull. And for baseball, it's like, you know, you stand in the box and you do your job. You play defense and you make plays. You go on the mound and you compete. And so it's not this like it's not as of a team sport, obviously. It's like your basketballs and your your hockeys and your footballs, but closed door meeting with the players, whatever. Like great. Like that's the headline now. Like something's gonna magically change from now. But um, yeah, I as, as far as how we want to attack this today, I mean, Trent, I know you had several different things that you wanted to tee up for us and different talking points. And, and we can get into all of it. I'll, I'll stop talking for the time being so I can collect my thoughts. Cause I do have a lot of them. Um, but, but this is just where we're at with this team right now. Well, we definitely have to hit the point that Casey Mize is uh, he had Tommy John surgery this morning. Correct. Sucks. Yeah. He had it this morning. He hopes to pitch at some point next season, which is an attainable goal. I'm not going to act like it's not, it, it's a, it just, First of all, I, I can't they, even wrap my head around that because he, two things before Collins goes real quick. Number one, I don't know why it took so long for them to decide that he needed Tommy John surgery. He was out for a fucking month and a half before they decided that. Also, second, I I just wrapping your head around the fact that we're not going to see him pitch until, you know, like August. He's not pitching he, that year, Trent. I, you know what? I think he might. And I get my point, though, is even if he doesn't it, or even if he does, it's like, dude, this is a guy. I'm starting to feel like Jeff Okuda with this guy. <laughs> now, here's a guy. It's starting to feel like Jeff Okuda. It's like he just – he's got all this potential. The fans love him, and and he just can't quite get his feet off the ground because he keeps getting hurt. So, Collins, you can drive on this. But Casey my this is alarming because – and you know what? It, well, this is a whole different thing, but I th- if you pay the price of getting Casey Mize for then Tarek Skubal to be good, like if you sell your soul – for Casey Mize to, you know, whatever, right off into the sunset and then have Tarek Scoobal be your ace, I'm fine with it. But go ahead, Collins. Well, the problem is your two, your other guy, Matt Manning, looks like he's done for the year. I don't know what yes. they've said. I mean, he's I definitely not he, I thought he started his, his throwing program again or something. I All those – but, Collins, I don't mean to cut you off. All those guys, all those arms – like Cisnero, like he had a setback again too. Like they are, they are struggling. And I know we'll talk about Erod too, but like, I what the fuck is going on? These guys can't. Not only are they hurt, but they just can't like get there. It's crazy. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. Um. I mean, Mize. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ever since Mize has been up, I don't think he's had any injury problems. Um. But it was clear he wasn't the same guy and it's hard to be the same guy you were in college, but the fastball command has never been there since he's made his major league debut. And that is why he went number one. He could place his fastball anywhere in the zone. And then he had a wipeout splitter. And those two things have never been productive at the major league level. So if you want to go to the last half full, maybe, Hey, Tommy John, like, reevaluate some stuff, change some mechanics, maybe get some more life back into that fastball. 
maybe get some more life into that breaking ball, but he's not pitching that show. Like, I, I, I and guess what? It, I, I mean, we're going to talk about the team. It might not even matter. Because what's it called? Turnbull, I think it was a year ago, he threw a no-hitter, and then his next start, he got Tommy John after that. Yeah, we haven't like even that. heard about Turnbull. I don't think he's anywhere close. Yeah, like I, so I, I, and I don't want to rush my bat. I still, and, and people are like, he's done. He's still a young kid. I still like his approach. If you watch him enough, I'm like, okay, I like his approach. He just can't place his fastball. So, um, hopefully, he's able to figure that out. Hopefully, he's able to stay healthy. But with Manning going down and and, and Mize and Guess what? Struble is taking a huge step this year. And you've seen guys like Fiedo. I think Fiedo, I mean, he's looked good this year. He's had a couple of rocky starts, but I've liked what I've seen out of Fiedo. So that's a positive. So uh, weirdly, with all these pitching injuries, that's, and we talked about this last time, it's not even the root of the team, like this team's problem, which is bizarre. Because like, the bullpen has been lights out. It's not going to continue to be like that the rest of the year. They have a lot of weird arms back there. Um, but because well, like, now like a you lot said, of those bullpen guys are being thrust into these starting roles and these weird, like, yeah, they, the, it, the, the it, quote unquote it, starters only go three, four innings now. It's weird. It's a shit show. But I, anyone who wants to, like, be like, I'm not giving up on Mize. I'm really, I, I like, I get what people are saying, like, the stuff that sometimes did not, like, it hasn't looked like number one potential. I, I just like his approach. I feel like he is going to make himself into a productive major league player if he's sick with them and he's able to stay healthy. But this is a huge setback for a guy who's not like 22 either. I believe he's like, what, 25? Yeah, probably 24, 25. So like he, that time you see him pitch, he's about to be 26, 27. And then you probably got to make a decision what you want to do with him. So I, I – Casey Wise is 25 years old, Collins. You were correct. Yeah, so I don't know. That's like the one huge bummer. And it's always a bummer when a guy gets Tommy John, but like just send him whatever Justin Verlander was doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is it is frustrating. And and I Trent, you brought it up earlier. And I think to kind of expand on what you were saying was like not not so much that Casey Mice has had injury problems in the past, but it's one of those things. If he was treated with kid gloves for a while, like it was always the pitch count, pitch count, pitch count. And because of that, you never really got to see a full body of work from Casey Mice. Now you go into this year, and I guess in theory, there is no more pitch count on, on a guy like Casey Mize or a Tarek Skubal. Um, and, you know, it, it's not like made Casey- three starts, though. Yeah, right. So, I mean, my point being more so is like the timing of it sucks because this was going to be your first like full season of Casey Mize, like let the kid go, like let's, you know, whatever, open the floodgates and let's, let's, let's pitch. So for the injury to happen now without really having, like, it's not like you got a chance to see Casey Mize be lights out for multiple starts in a row and like, okay, here we go. Like he can do something like you're going to, you're going to have Casey Mize come back in spring training of 2024 and you're going to go, okay, what kind of pitcher is he? And, and I guess the good thing, if there is any silver lining of Tommy John surgery, sometimes guys come back and throw harder and, 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 you know, guys can recover from it. And it's not like it's, like this, this isn't 95. Yeah. Like, it's not like this career ending injury anymore. The word pitchers are completely changed. Now I think that he deserves to come back and try to start. I mean, obviously Fulmer has a similar injury and, 
and, and, and they end up moving him to the bullpen. And I think that Fulmer was in a bit different stage of his career, maybe than Casey Mize, but um, it, it has a similar feel. So I'm not necessarily worried about it. It just sucks. I mean, to not have this rotation with a Casey Mize, with a Spencer Turnbull, with a Matt Manning now, with a Michael Pineda, um, not that I really care about Michael Pineda all that much, but point being is just, you know, as Collins was kind of saying, it's like, you, you look at all the injuries this pitching staff has had, and you would think that like the pitching was supposed to be what you're going to have eyes on this year of like, it, let's say if everyone's healthy, like, could you imagine a rotation with Scooble and Mize and Manning? And like, if Turnbull was healthy and maybe you still throw Erod in there, which we'll get to in a second, but you know, it's like, damn. And now all those guys essentially are out, but Scooble and the Scooble had the scare the one time too of, of, of getting hurt. So now it's like, you know, but, but that's kind of your silver lining in all this, right. Is like Alex Fiedo finally gets his crack at the major league level. And he's looked pretty good today was shaky. And, you know, but, but I don't think that he has that expectation that Tarek Scooble does. So you see your Fiedos, Bo Brisky doesn't really do much for me. And like Joey Wentz obviously hasn't been able to really do much at the major league level. So, and I think Wentz still has, you know, so, I think once we'll get another chance at some point and I mean, doesn't Wentz, I, I mean, Wentz is what he might be done too this year, right? Is he hurt again? I believe he, I mean, he, I, I haven't seen him in the, they haven't like, Oh boy. I didn't even know. I didn't even think about that, but I don't know. Bo Brisky, like to me is like, what is he like a 40th round pick? Like I, I don't see him as being a guy that's going to be able to work his way in the rotation. Even Elvin Rodriguez too. Like, I don't oh, think Elvin Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I don't think Elvin Rodriguez is any kind of starter. So I don't know. But like I was saying, I mean, look at your pitchers that are hurt. Michael Pineda, who's still having soreness in his hand, like he can't get back. Erod, who I don't even. No one even knows what it, what's what's wrong with him. Uh, uh, Matt Manning, who like I last thing I read was he was starting his pitching program again. Now you guys seem to think that he's going to get shut down again. Cisneros having pain still. So it's like, geez, I mean, Funkhauser is Funkhauser still a part of the program. What the hell? Where'd so, he I go? mean, the one thing about this Rebs, and the crazy thing we've talked about all these pitching injuries and talked about Casey Mize, a guy who necessarily has kind of been disappointing to what he was supposed to be. And guess what? I don't worry about this pitching staff. In the no, future. not at all. They've still been good. Which is crazy. It is. And you all. didn't even did you mention Reese Olsen? No. That's another guy that by the way, that actually looks like a really nice trade they made last year. What trade da- was he a part of? Daniel Norris. Yes. Oh, I love Daniel Norris. No, but still, it looks like a really nice trade that they made because it looks like Reese Olsen's gonna be a guy who's gonna pitch on the staff eventually. He's been dealing. So um I, I, it's crazy that this isn't the problem. It's it is, audit, yeah. like it is absolutely insane. And you so, know what, Collins? It's not that it's not just. It's not that it's just not the problem. It's that what is the problem is so glaringly, obviously, painfully the problem, which is nobody can hit on this team. And I think from there. I want to tee up raps. Unless we want to talk about Erod. Erod's got personal well, issues. Well, I, I have no idea what's going on. I'm assuming. Yeah, is he in legal? Is he in legal trouble? Does he no, keep I, playing I for this team? I assume it's something kid? with his. I would assume it's something with his family or it's mental health related. So I, I well, he's I if it's fun. mental I mean, health, you'd be getting paid. He's not getting paid. Yeah. So he obviously either decided, 
I need to take care of some stuff at home. Or it was like Rav said something. I'm not going to speculate. I don't know what happened. I'm yeah, no one knows. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, unless it's something like awful, I would assume he's back because he's not going to get paid by anyone right? until he comes back. So I bet we figure – I mean, find out what happens. Yeah, we'll soon. cross that bridge when we come to it. But Erod's yeah, not, gone. I, I mean – It's the bottom I, line. For people – Erod, by the way, Erod like wasn't great the, the start this year. I still liked a lot of Erod stuff. Like he, well, he, yeah, dude, they, they don't score runs for they him couldn't very often. buy him a. He had like three good outings. Three of his first I mean, they four also, outings were like, good. They yeah, just couldn't they, buy him a win. They also had like Candelario throwing the ball over the diamond when he yeah. was but like. So I mean, whatever. So I guess now we can talk about what Rabs wants to talk about, which is the incompetence of the team, particularly with the lineups. Go ahead, Rams. Well, look, I last last week when we talked, there was, you know, there was some blood in the water and we got it was getting heated because everyone knows my whole gripe with the the outfield and the Robbie Grossman's of the world and whatnot. I, I, I don't I don't mean to come on here every week and beat the same dead horse, but I I just struggle so much with, and here's my thing, right? Like the, the team is in dead last place. Like, I don't know how much worse you can play offensively. So at this point in the season in, in Collins, I, I hear you when you say like the goal coming into this year for this team was to go win baseball games. And we were all sold on, yes, this lineup that's going to come out here and I guess assuming that Riley Green was going to be a part of it, and I'm sure he will be soon. But this lineup is on top of the pitching is going to be able to win games. I have the over on the win total. I have money on the on the Tigers to make the playoffs. I mean, I, I was all over it. So the, to say the lineup has been disappointing, and when I say lineup, I mean just you know your position players is an understatement. And it's historically bad. It is. They're they are on pace to historically be the worst offensive team in the in like the history of baseball or whatever. So so my whole thing is without without going, you know, all over the place, I, I'm gonna try to keep my eyes on some of the positive things. Victor Reyes obviously has had trouble staying healthy this season. Since he's come back, he's been great. He really has. Like they roll him out there in the outfield. He's been leading off. I think the one night he had what do you have like three hits or something the one night. Uh, he had a hit today. One of the like four three games, Rebs. One of the four hits today. Well, I would say now he's probably got <laughs> just, I, the way I mean, you're talking about it. It's like he's played like a month. I, I he has looked good this year. You're not wrong. I'm just yeah. Laughing. He's looked. He's looked. He's looked. That's good. how pathetic this team is. Yes, he's, he's three games he, of Victor Reyes. Yeah, he's, he's got Rebs. Okay, three games. Like three games since coming back from injury because I think he does probably have like 50 plate appearances at most, and that's just, I don't think he has 50 plate appearances. I don't. But nonetheless, he's been like whatever. He's a guy that's hitting the ball currently. As I'm watching with my eyes, he's been hitting the ball. Harold Castro has been awesome. Um, wherever you want to play him in the field. And I'll get to all that in a second, but Harold Castro has been a very consistent bat. And the thing I love about Harold Castro to me, when I look at Harold and his approach, he loves going at the first pitch and Harold Castro is not a fucking launch angle, exit velocity, torque bats. It's just, he, it's just a smooth stroke line drives all over the field. You got to love it. 
other than that, like Miggy, you know, great. Like I, he's, it, it's nice to see that Miggy's average is high and he's at least contributing to, to spraying the ball a bit. But other than that, guys, Meadows too. Austin Meadows has been hitting the ball fine. And again, another guy that hasn't been in the lineup a ton. But other than that, it's like, I, I just don't, I don't know what to tell you. And it, it's so frustrating to watch. And, and my whole thing with the lineup is like, I don't understand how Javi Baez does not bat dead last eighth or ninth every time, like every day. And you have to play Javi every day because of what you pay him and because he's that good defensively. He really is. He's that good defensively. Can I try but, to give a perspective on that, Rabs? I'll yeah. let you finish. I'll let you finish. Yeah. Go, oh, for yeah. it. Go ahead. Well, well, I just, I, I just don't understand like, I think for the most part, as far as the batting order is concerned, like if you look at the last couple of days, couple of games, Victor's been good in the leadoff spot. Harold's a great guy to have batting second. Like you throw the lefty bat out there. I I, I like it. Is he a switch hitter, Harold? No. Yes. I, th- I thought he was. He? No, Willie is. Willie yeah, is. Yeah, Willie, okay. sorry. Thank so you, you, you throw you throw him out there like you have Miggy or Meadows bat third, fourth, some combination. And then it's like from there, it's just this like tumultuous slide of nothing. Well, that's and- that's what I was going to say, Raps. It's like, I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter who bats but- fifth. And that's sad. That's yeah. the harsh reality. It, no one hits over yeah. 250 on the team. So it doesn't matter who's hitting fifth through ninth. You front load it and you just pray that something sticks. But, but at the same time, Trent, like, I just think like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting a different result, like Javi bats fifth all the time. There were times this year where he was batting fourth and third. And yes, I, but there I also Javi is, if, if, if we're going to get past, if we get past, and I know, I know what point you're making Rabs, and I don't disagree, but I just, if we're going to get past the fourth spot in the order and then we're not going to have a concrete, like, we don't know what to do, Javi brings at, at least brings a threat to do something every time. And I no, can't no, say no, this. No, 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 I, I can't. No, I can't no, say no, the no, same okay, about well, a lot well, of I, Can we not? What's it called? <laughs> I just want to say, Javi, I literally read an article from Passani Day, like, like, about his numbers. Javi's been abysmal at the play and if you've watched yeah. it it's yeah it's it's even worse that like it's he's batting one it's groundhog day yeah it's even day. worse and when you watch it so we don't need to have the argument the only but rabs you know why there's not a reason other than the fact that he's making 160 million dollars he's batting fifth in the order mm-hmm. so i we don't need to argue about that we're yeah. all okay okay but i want to throw one less i want to throw one yeah, thing Collins, again i agree i know i've seen the numbers i get it what I will say is Javi Baez still. I could throw him a slider and you'd swing yeah, at it. Javi Baez yeah, still is so the bad. most proven hitter from five to well, nine. Exactly. He that's, why, that's why he earned. He's he's earned in his what would it be nine year, eight year, seven year career to hit fifth over Spencer Torkelson and Jonathan Skull. At beach ball right now. My point: his average is higher than Javi's. Does that mean he's a better hitter? No. no. So, so that's all I'm saying is is I I understand the Javi at five thing. Yeah. Because there really isn't a better option. No. Well, I just I, like that. I, I I don't mind Javi at five. I still don't. Well, I I mean it it is just like Javi. You, you have to play him there. You yeah, paid him that is, money. That's what you have to do. It is like literally pulling your hair out because every single time you watch him bat, it's like 
you could you, it, it just seems like it's like that and i gotta give credit to my buddy zach that was you know the you know the uh um the what's his name patrick star is this your wallet what's the guy's name man ray where yeah. he's like is this your wallet and he's like that makes sense to me but it's not my wallet it's like i feel like every time Javi goes out to bat. It's like, Javi, they're going to throw you a first pitch slider in the dirt. Don't swing at it. He's like, okay, that makes sense to me. And he goes up there and does it. And then, like, his head's nowhere. He is a mess, a mess. So, you know, may, like, I don't know. I, I hear you guys, you know, can you bat Willie Fifthman? Just just to just to try to keep something rolling. Because, as you said, Trent, you know the only thing that can produce anything in your lineup is, like, one through four, maybe, on a good day. So, other than that, like, my my gripes for all of this, I, I won't get I, I won't get into the whole scope and grossman thing. Like I'm just I'm over it at this point. I was I was a little bit disheartened that Derek Hill was sent down, and I know the reason why was to bring Reyes up. But for for AJ Hinch to, to for his comments I, to be I, like, Rabs, I I again when we have that argument, why are you disheartened about I like Derek Hill? I think there's this a future spot for him on this team as a role guy. Because the reasoning didn't make sense. The What is the reason? Well, he, well, he Hinch, Hinch's comment. Well, okay. Okay. But Hinch's comments were, we're looking for more offensive consistency. And my Which question Victor to Reyes AJ Hinch. You. Sure. But my question to AJ Hinch is who on this team gives you offensive consistency? I, I just think, well, you have I to think, play Meadows and you have to, Correct. And as much as I hate watching Willie Castro play center field, he actually has had a nice year at the plate for him. He has. He has. So you have, so, and he can't play infield anymore. So I, yeah, I, I just think, I don't know. And in, in my opinion, and I won't, I'm not going to get too upset about it, I guess, but I, yeah. for, I think that Derek Hill is probably your best defensive center fielder. It's he's not fat. a question. He definitely is. He's fat. He's fast as shit. And for a guy, it's not like he's batting 150. He's batting 220, whatever. And I think with more, you know, and he's he's gotten his fair share this year, 100. But you know, I'm always in the camp of I would have liked to. I would like to see him get even more at bats. So whatever, like he gets sent down. It is what it is. But I, I, my whole thing, and like Colin, you just mentioned it too, the, the positioning of the, the defensive alignment out of these guys. And I got to, you know, I, for, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to acknowledge AJ Hinch has almost an impossible job with the guys that he's been thrown this year. Cause it's like, where do you play Willie? You have to play hobby short every day. You're trying to let Jamer Candelario get some type of feel and, and, and you know, for, for the, for the bat again. And obviously he's hurt right now, but Harold's been hitting so well. It's like, you got to play him at third. You're not going to take scope out of the lineup, which is a different discussion, but it's like, I got to listen to Craig Monroe who I'm getting really sick a Simo's glass half full shit of of every single time a ball gets hit to Willie it's like he's his routes are looking better he's coming along and I gotta hear Keating right after go you know he's an infielder yeah he is so why is he out there center fielder is a very important position why is he out there but Collins as you said he's hitting so you gotta play him it's an impossible I don't even I don't have answers the anymore. thing about no, the thing about it Rebs, is he he honestly might be worse at shortstop so he I, is, I he's I, bad he Collins he can't play D man it's brutal they I I don't know if where they figured him out um yeah I to be honest guys when I think about this lineup I think the biggest question and because Riley Green's coming up Meadows like Javi's been awful like we just talked about it. He has been awful, like yeah. straight up a trash bag. 
And like, there's no, there's no, there, you can't even, you can't oh, even make yeah, any I excuses. I can't watch him. I can't watch him hit. He, and it, the thing about it, the fat did it looks worse than it really is. Like yeah, he's betting 190. So he's betting oh. 190 and it feels like he's betting 083. He will finish the of, year. He will finish the year hitting at least 230. I oh, I find that very hard. Three games in, guys. We knew what we were getting. Like, by the way, I don't told- care at this point. Sure, I, 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 I get it when it matters. I don't give a shit. I understand that. I Collins, I mean, I, is, is it 160 or 140? I think it's 140 actually. 155 and a half. I don't know. By the way, Little Caesars, the sponsor of the NFL, we couldn't pay Carlos Correa. I know, I know, I know. I'm happy I for Little that. Caesars. Thank I'm you. happy Caesar's for them. Good Colin for them. Collins, Caesars made. No, good for them. Um, We got to talk about torque because I think yes. that is like – I that is the one thing where I don't know if they're doing the right thing. They're not. He is – the thing about torque, he has good at-bats. He just can't hit the ball. So does Javi. No, he does not. Right, Javi is not. I won't even joke about that because I get every time Javi – this is what Javi does every single game. They throw they throw him a slider that's In 10 the feet to the left yeah. on his first step at, and he swings at it. Not even looking at it. Yep, and then they throw him a fastball inside, like, inner third. He doesn't swing at it, and then he swings at another slider 10 feet out of the zone. I don't know. He walked, and he walked two at bat, times in the game last week, I'm just saying. And then that's at bat, he takes so obvious that he's taking. I think the pitcher, like, realizes it halfway. <laughs> so I'm going to throw a lollipop. It's like. Javi is lost, absolutely yes. lost up there. Yes. Can I just say I this? Ever so we can talk out. about Torque. I want. I I just want to say this about Javi, guys. We knew this. We Dude, all but knew Trent, this. Trent, Trent, this is really Trent, bad. Is, though is, it's really is, bad. I know, but we all no, we said didn't. This. Not, yes, not we did. This. We said he's gonna go Trent, through a stretch where we hate him, hitting for zero power. He is literally batting one ninety, and if he like he is hitting for zero. Javi, we expected a 220 to 240 hitter who would hit 30 home runs this year. I think he's on pace to hit like what? Bat like 215 with 15 home runs? Like that and like zero runs batted in? Like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm just saying, he, he, also, had the, he, had, he also had the game winning well, two of your that. 20 I, wins. So, I know, I know. I'm, that's the point I always go back on Trent to defend him, but he's so good defensively. And he can run the base as well, too, but he's never on base. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing about Javi, I will say this. I'm not, like, completely writing off the contract. Like, this shit happens. You saw it last year with Lindor. Have a horrible year for the Lindor! match. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I could see him next year come back, snap out of it, and he's fine. Yeah. And he has a nice – like, I, but I, I, like this year I'm writing it off for Javi. Like, it is re- – <laughs> and, and just as a whole team. But no, Torkelson by the Fourth of July. Torkelson, yes, go Torkelson. Tor- I, I don't. I I know Rabs. You want to like send him down. You have to. Who are they gonna play at first? Harold. Fine, I, but like perfect answer. It's but Collins. I and I I I don't want this to come off as look, guys. He's a number one overall pick. He had great numbers in college. And, and I, I said last week, you look at all of his numbers, like at the beginning of each season at each level he's been at, he's struggled and then he finds his stroke and he's a great hitter. 
And I, I think that he is going to be, I have no worries about him being a good hitter, great hitter for this team. I don't at all, but it, it, it I don't think I, he's a hit for power. I'll tell people that. Uh, I, I, I mean, dude, when he, sometimes he can mash the ball. No, I, I get that. I think he, he's going to figure out he has a really good approach. He doesn't chase a lot. And I, and there's sometimes I, I, I think he's going to be, how about the, I, like Victor, Victor Martinez before, like <laughs> before he, like, I'm not roided up, but like before he fully committed, like, I'm just trying to hit home runs. Sure. And, and I, yeah, that's I, a, yeah. I mean, Victor Reyes is a borderline, not Reyes, excuse me. Victor Martinez is a borderline Hall of Famer, so that's an unfair comparison. But that's the type of game I see him having if he's successful. I, yeah, I get the notion. Average. I get the notion. And I, I look, I, I think that he's going to be absolutely fine. He's still, what, 20, 21 years old. And, of course, is, is a number one overall pick, is a 1-1 guy. And you could say the same thing about Casey Mize. You would like to see more earlier. That doesn't always have to be the case. Because if we're sitting here talking about Spencer Torkelson two, three years from now as a guy that's going to give you, a, you know, he'll bat 270 and hit 20 to 25 homers and drive in, 70 to 85 runs I am all over it so but but to me at this point and yeah I agree he does take walks he has a great approach he's got a really nice swing but like he just like he can't even hit the fastball like and it to me catch it all year for for a kid that's that young the conversation should be this torque you are going to be a tremendous player for this team. You are going to sell hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jerseys if you haven't already, but the team's in last place. It's not like we're trying to compete for anything at the moment. We're going to send you down so you can go find your stroke, start mashing balls, start hitting homers, start seeing the ball and 4th of July weekend. We'll see you right back up here. That's all it has to be. I'm not saying that he has to go down and we don't have to think about him for the rest of the year, but you are doing him a tremendous disservice for his confidence to roll him out there every day at first. And he he's just not seeing the ball. He can't catch up the fastballs. So just like for his own sake, just send him down for two weeks, three weeks, just let him see the ball in a no zero pressure situation. And when he's, when he's right, he comes right back up. It's fine. And, and to answer your question, just let Harold play first. It, it sounds like Mickey's not going to get an inning at first base all year, which is fine. I don't even know if he cares to, but let Harold play first into me, Collins, that opens you up for when Jamer comes back, you know, they're going to throw Jamer right back out there at third. You're going to yeah. have Javi at short and you'll play. And you have to find second. a place for Harold. So obviously, yes. Yeah. And, and your outfield is your outfield is Meadows. And, and I appreciate that Hinch is somewhat committed to Reyes and you have Grossman that it seems like at least now, I think the wheels are turning and Hinch's head of, okay, Grossman's going to get less time. And in center field, if it has to be Willie, I guess it has to be Willie, but that's another thing too, where it's like, you know, and, and I guess to my, my next point that maybe we can roll in is like, I, I just have such an issue with the positioning and, and, you know, like, do I but need to see Cody Clemens at first? We no. What? I don't want to see Cody Clemens play first. Where do you want to say, I, I'm just going to say this dude, Cody Clemens isn't good. And we're not, I, I will not have a discussion. on Cody. <laughs> that's fine. I don't think that's fair to say, but I, but how I, is I that? 
I, Rebs, I, I at am some point, you got it. I, I get what you're saying, Rebs. I don't, there's like nothing with the eye test where it's like, you know what? Nothing. Like, Victor Reyes batted what, like 190 last year? But if you watch the games, you're like, he's hit the ball hard a lot. And yeah, like, yeah. I, I like what he's doing at the play. Cody Clemens, there's a lot going on with that swing. I could see him being like a, a utility guy. There's no way where I see him being a productive everyday. No, I don't. And that's where I agree with you. And I told Trevor. So that's why the reps, that's why I don't care where he plays. Well, I and that so so kind of back without getting too much in depth of it, because I do have something on the heels of Cody Clements. And then this is not like I'm dying on a Cody Clements Hill, but it, it just goes back to my point of while the team is not good, granted they suck and no one's really hitting. Now, granted, do I think that Jonathan Scope is a more productive hitter? at the plate than Cody Clemens will be this year. Yes. I would, I would say yes. When it's all said and done, I just think for me, Cody Clemens being a younger guy, who's been in the system, if you're going to, I would just like to see him play and I'm glad they've been playing him. I just don't need to see him at first or in left or at third when his true position is second base. Like, well, I would especially, just, I would like especially when there. I think the biggest thing is like Scopus played first. So just swap them. Like, no, no, I know, I I know Scope isn't good. Cody Clemens did did not play a lot of second base in Toledo last year. Did he not? Well, that's the me being on. He played a lot of outfield last year. He played some second base, but we don't need any more fucking outfielders. I can tell you. I understand that, but he is a utility guy. So that's fine. And you know what? Yes. And his ceiling Collins, I don't look at his ceiling as like, that's our everyday second baseman. I don't. I agree with you on that. It's not a hill I'm willing to die at. I, I, I just, just can't stand how all over the place. Willie, will I got to listen to Simo talk me into Willie being, are they like him in center? Do they? Because they should dude, not. I, the one thing, I know Willie was terrible defensively at second. I would be fine with them try, retrying that again. Because At second? Yeah, or uh, if you have Hobby, and I think you got scope for what? Another year after this or two more? I he has another year after this. Yeah, they yeah, they extended him. Extended him. Oh, jeez. I think he might have two actually. Which I, is, yeah, I, yeah. To be honest, I like Scope has been terrible too this year. But and I I he has been really good defensively, which is very weird to say. He's had a really good defensive. If you look at his numbers, I think he's he rates out as like yeah. A, he's always been good on D. I've had no. He's been really good defensively. So and if, I, Scope, I mean, if Scope can hit the way we know Scope can hit, then it's like damn. I don't even like he he takes like some of my residual Grossman heat. But I, if he no, can but hit, I, I, what I'm saying, Rabs, is if you want to get younger and you want to figure out some things for the future here, because the season's over. The last like last time we talked, we had said eh, maybe they could creep in. Maybe yeah, let's they see how let's that. see how they do in New York. Yeah, guess what? They got steamrolled in their New York, <laughs> lost a horrible game on that Sunday. They should have won that game three different times. They didn't. Go out, mini sweep against the Pirates who are worse than the Tigers. Pirates are actively trying to lose. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's been a complete disaster. So the season's over. I, I, I've conceded <laughs> that, like, hey, let's try and get better. Let's try and figure some things out. The problem is that they kind of – they didn't go all in – but they went in enough where they have to play some of these guys, and I'm fine with them playing them. But I'm fine on the on the occasional day. It's like, hey, Scope, you play first today, and we're gonna have we're gonna have Willie try and play second. Because I like that, Collins. I'll allow it. I like because Willie, if you 
he's either got to figure out how to play left field or he's he can't be like or something else because he can't play center field. I don't understand what the fuck they're doing. That I, Yankees I, game yes, yes. on Friday night, I've never been. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? We have Daz, who his natural position is center field. We're playing fucking Yankee Stadium right field while we got Willie in center. It made zero sense. And it's like, Billy likes and feels more comfortable in center field. Well, I feel more comfortable at shortstop, but guess what? I don't have the arm to play there. That, yes. like, I, there's a lot of things that this ordinance, and, and I'm very interested to see what happens here. And then that's because I think Hinch is going to be back. I think the whole thing you saw Hinch he did a little media. I feel like the last week talking about how much he loves the city of Detroit, loves all the fans. It seems like he's like already campaigning. He's like, I want to be here because I think he knows. He knows Avila's gone. Like it is, it is almost impossible. He has to be, dude. He has no, to it be. is almost impossible to justify Al Avila being back after this year. So, like, I like I, I'm interested to see if Hinch is still there because I think he has an opt-out too. So I mean, we could be completely, I wouldn't say restarting. Because I they have they're locked into some contracts and they have some young guys coming up, but I, this franchise could look very very different in a year because I think you're gonna get new management and you could possibly even get a new manager if this goes if this completely goes sideways. Yeah, I I I really I know I rag on AJ Hinch a lot with the lineups and and I don't know what the conversations are that he has behind closed doors of like, Hey, you know, we, we need to see this. Like, like we've all seen Moneyball. Like those conversations happen of, you know, the GMs of like, Hey, we, we need these guys in the lineup. Like this is what we're trying to do is what we're trying to do. And like, you know, maybe they're trying to showcase certain guys to, to, I don't, I don't know, but I, I given AJ Hinch's pedigree and his history, I I have a hard time completely pinning it all on him while he definitely does deserve a lot of the blame. And I don't, I, in, in this age of analytics and numbers and, and all these different things and, and trying to like matchups and whatnot, like he, he deserves a lot of the blame. I just don't agree. I don't agree with like that whole analytical mindset. And that's not an indictment on AJ Hinch necessarily. It just, the way that like that's kind of how the game has gone there are certain things like the other night when Cody Clemens was two for two with a walk and they pinch hit for him that pissed me off like that to me was like a slap in the face of and that's where I went on my whole Twitter rant I don't know if anyone saw it that I that I I literally like I and I don't do that because I'm not I try not to like get involved in Twitter all that much and I really don't tweet anymore but I was like so angry internally that I had to just throw it all up on Twitter and I had like eight threads like eight tweet threads of of just and that's one of my things like okay so cody clemens gets his first two major league hits of his career after going 0 for 18 he also walks so he's on base three or three times and you pinch hit for him and then to me like nothing says throwing him the towel on a game like okay here comes eric haas to pinch hit like that to me like those are the things that irritate me but nonetheless to the alavila thing yes like i i he I, I don't not- even think we need to discuss it because I there is zero and like I feel like this isn't like no I love the Pistons no offense to the Pistons and I think the wins fall in this category too sometimes and 
I think the Wings definitely have a more passionate fan base, but it's not like the biggest fan base, I would say, in Detroit. Like the Tigers fans are loud and vocal. Like you saw it this weekend, booing and stuff. Like it'll get ugly. Like people care about the Tigers in this city. So I like, I and the Illich thing has already kind of been going since the summer when they didn't want to pony up to get Correa when it seemed like Correa wanted to come here. We just didn't want to give him the money he wanted. And I like, I find no, unless they like win 25 in a row. And there's like some like sort of crazy thing. There's no way he's coming back. So it is going to be very interesting. And Fetter might be gone. He might be taking yeah. the Michigan job, which, by the way, what the fuck is Michigan baseball doing? I don't understand how you don't match Boppage. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. What is it? It's like two, they're like, yeah, he's making like 150 grand more. Yeah, I think uh, Stephen Ross has that for breakfast. They can't get one of their yeah. donors to he like talk that a, up with a pineapple in the morning. Yeah, yeah. like what? That's crazy yeah. to me. But yeah, so I sorry if I cut you off, but like no, 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 no. I look, I, I, my whole, my whole point of that was like I don't necessarily think that AJ Hinch, like I'm not screaming for him to be fired because I'm I, not. I think sold. Hinch wants to be here, which is weird. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not. I, I think that you know we always run through these things and we think we have all the answers, but I really don't. Like with all these guys that that have been thrown in his lap of the Badoos and the Daz and Hill, and it's like he's trying to figure out like what the fuck, like how do I get all these guys in? Where are they supposed to play? Is and Badoo alive? Yeah, he's a he's a living. Person. What's he doing at AAA? Does anyone have Not any a whole lot? I don't think Trent, can you look that up? I have no, it sounds like he hasn't been hitting well, but, but like, I think AJ Hinch kind of has all these guys in his lap and it's like, Al, like you need to help me out here. Like, like, what are we supposed to do? Like we're paying Robbie Grossman money and like, he's supposed to play and be a veteran leader, but at the same time, like he's not playing well, but you have all these other guys and like Riley Green's supposed to come up and now you have Meadows in the mix. And I will, I will end I, I will I will turn the mic over to you guys after I, I go through this. And I, I have been asking this question to several of my friends who watch the Tigers closely. I asked the question to Trent before the podcast began. And Collins, I want to ask you the same thing. And I, I just think that this, this Tigers problem that we're having right now is so much deeper than this season and A.J. Hinch and Alavila. And granted, Alavila has been here for a while. But Collins, I really can't point to like a single guy, position player especially, that the Tigers have been able to like draft and develop and has been here as a mainstay for this team. The only guys that come to mind for me, Alex Avila was a homegrown kid. Nick Castellanos was. I think I'm missing one other guy. And like Castellanos had some some solid years here towards the end. But you end up moving – who Granderson? Yeah, but you end up moving Castellanos, and you you ended up moving on from Granderson too. Like to me, I just think that like the, the the Tigers minor league system, the way it's always been talked up. Like I mean, yeah, I guess in the last handful of years, it's been at the top of baseball, but it's all arms. And you go out in this last year's draft, and you take Jackson Job, who's nineteen years old, and he's not supposed to be up here till twenty twenty five. So to me, it's like. We can, in Collins, you kind of hinted at like the if management changes, 
you might be going through like another rebuild not, almost. I, there's no way I they're going to try and win next year because they have a lot of these guys signed through. And I think they'll, I mean, it would be pro- pretty hard to be as unlucky as they've been with their pitching staff this year. And they've, they've still put up great pitching numbers. So like I, they're going to try and compete next year. I'm not saying that. I just think like you could see some interesting trades. Maybe like, you almost you try and dump Javi already, like no one's saying. Like there could be some interesting things yeah, I, that I, could happen with new management. But I, um, yeah. like I would front, be, I, I legit would actually be shocked if Avila is not fired within the season. I would hope, dude. I don't think you should be allowed to go through another trade deadline with this team. I'm I don't understand. I and, and the pro. What did they do with the trade deadline? Well, that's my, that was going to be part of my point. And I, like part of this whole thing I'm trying to ask is like, they don't have assets. Who, I'm who, getting, I, I, who I'm, are they supposed to trade? Well, I'm not giving up on torque. I've always, no, and I've said no, this, no, no, I've, no. I, I, I've said this since last year. And I said it, I think for two years out, Riley Green is better than Spencer Torkelson. Yeah, I would agree. I've consistently said that. Excited for I know him. torque has been hyped up more. Green is bat like green. You're gonna see his bat speed. You're gonna be like, okay, this guy, he is has a different level of pop than Torque. He just does. Yeah, so I'm excited I, to see him. I am not like giving up on the fact that he could be possibly an a guy who absolutely rakes. And I'm not giving up possibly a Torque. I still like a lot of their pitching prospects. They have like things, but they're to be fair, they other than moving Paredes. They haven't really been aggressive in that aspect either. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm looking at I'm also I have pulled up here the the list of the Tigers' top thirty prospects, and it's just what's concerning is when you look at position players. Like, so Riley Green's obviously your number one prospect right now. You go down the list like Dylan Dingler. Hopefully, you'll see next year. And like, okay, I guess that solves a question mark behind the plate. Hopefully, he's good, and you get Jake Rogers back. But other than that, Collins, it's like Christian Santana, your four prospects, shortstop, expected arrival date 2025. Kreidler, who you're not all that high on. I don't think his ceiling's all that high. Like maybe you see him this year. But other than that, you got Isaac Pacheco, third baseman. Right, right. But going down the list, Isaac Pacheco, third baseman, arrival date 2025. Roberto Campos, outfielder 2025. Gage Workman, shortstop third baseman 2024. Colt Keith, third baseman 2020. Like the list goes like they don't have anything position player wise. Like who are we waiting on? We don't have anything in the farm system, dude. It's, uh, other than Green, it's nothing. All, it, it's nothing. It's pitching. Yes. And, and at a certain point, I've been saying this for two, three years, you're going to have to move some of these pitchers to get some bats. Like, and it's going to suck because in a perfect world, like you have all this pitching and, you know, pitching is is what matters when it comes down to it. When you get late into the playoffs and, and, and late into the season. Yes. 100%. I agree, but Holy shit, man, your team can't hit. You got nothing and you can't get, you can't even get all these guys in like between your dads and your, like, again, all the outfielders and the Willies and the Heralds. And it's like, where do you play them? And, and, and even those guys can't hit. And it's like, what do you have? You have nothing to show for position player wise. Who are we waiting on besides Riley green? Kreidler? No, no one, no one, one, dude, no one close. And that to me 
it, 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 Crystal, it should be able to look at this same fucking website I'm looking at and go, holy shit, this is bad. They got nothing, dude. And, and that's uh, back I, to my I whole mean, point. Who have they developed, Collins? Who? No, I. They've uh, the Tigers historically, I think since like the '90s have had probably the worst farm system in baseball. It's amazing, dude. It's amazing. It's, no, they they've consistently and with Dombrowski, it's tough to like do that because they traded every single prospect basically they ever had and they Dombrowski. competed it was worth it they didn't get no, a, no, they no. Didn't get and it end. worked and it worked that's no, i'm just saying it's hard when they talk about how bad the farm system was with Dabrowski. well he like traded every top hit they had so i'm not like anyone who was worth a damn Dabrowski said okay we're moving him to get a player yeah I, so, that, yeah it was fine it Which, no i was fine that's his that's his method but i'm just saying the titus have been known for having one of the worst farm systems, and it's like historically, it's like they haven't had the same coaching, they haven't had the same resources other organizations put into their farm system. And I don't know the and, and the thing about it, I get TV back in the Mets here. I I truly think that the thing about the Tigers this year is they're gonna have to run it back next year, which is as bad as they've been. And I bet they'll make like small roster tweaks. Like you're gonna get Turnbull back. You're gonna get Rogers back. And I and there's a, this is a long season. I, it sounds like Rogers is gonna be back at, at some point. It's uh, Hinch said he, he feels like he's gonna get an opportunity to play this year. I, I will see if that happens. But um, I they're gonna have to run it back, Ravs, because guess what? You are paying certain guys a lot of money, like Javi Baez. I think they're gonna. I would assume they're gonna try and extend Austin Meadows, even though he has like two more years on his deal. I know he hasn't hit for the power you expect him to hit for. Um, and you saw Eduardo Rodriguez. I don't know what's going on. I'm assuming he's back, unless something crazy happens. He happened. can opt out after a couple of years too. Like I'm not. If he opts out, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's whatever. Five it's years. There. Five years of him. Like who knows what that looks like at the end of the fifth year? No, no, exactly. Else, so, so like that's not that big. But they're gonna Collins, run it back I get year. what you're saying. They have no. They're to. going. They're they're gonna have to run it back that year and just hope the things change. And I the, and I'll the, say this. I I think, and this is something that's not getting talked about enough. And I'm not sure how because it's quite literally a phenomenon. This team has been so injured. I've never I've never seen anything like it. And I think the morale on the team is so low and sucks. And I think that's why you see players only meetings today and the clubhouse not being open 25 minutes after the game, you know, they give them a half hour to everyone just calm the fuck down before the media comes in with all these, you know, questions. I don't know to Collins's point. I don't know how you can't run it back. Like how you can't just look at this team and be like, guys, yeah, but you, like, stay you healthy, stretch out. before the game. And then we're going to go out there and, you know, roll the balls out with Javi and Erod and all these guys. Cause you have to, cause to Collins's point, again, you went into this season, you spent money. Not you didn't spend as much money as Tigers fans wanted, but you spent money and you actually tried to make moves to win. And, and obviously the Riley green injury was the, the first domino to fall in the line of what seems like a million dominoes, but it's like, Team was just dealt a bad hand this year. I really – because, you know, this is another thing I wanted to say, and I wanted your guys' thoughts on it. I As bad as the Tigers are, I think they're so watchable. And it's it's no, like – I, it, yeah, I think they are. They're, I think they're I, much more watchable than they have been. 
that's what I'm saying. Since basically, which is since, uh, the lowest bar to climb. Since 2015, this is the most watchable Tigers team. It just is. I, I don't have Nico Goodrum playing second every day. <laughs> I don't have Jacoby Jones in we center. We could use every day. Nico and Jacoby. I don't have. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like this team has dealt a shitty hand and it sucks. And and this is just the the ugly I, baseball rearing its ugly head in 160. But I, for every single guy in their lineup to have. I didn't expect Eric Haas to go out and hit 20 home runs like he did last year. Right. He 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 he's a non-factor at the plate. I didn't expect a Kyo Badu. No, what I did expect a Kyo Badu maybe to have a similar season than he had last year. Yeah. He's a non-factor on this team. Avi Baez having the worst year offensively, probably any yeah. shortstop who has actual who actually what did he come second in the NL MVP? He was close, yeah. So second like or third. For him to look like literally he's lost at the plate, it's like this team had expectations. And no one, Torkelson, you expected him like, hey, he's not going to be what he's going to be. Maybe he'll bat 230 and like have whatever. Stole, he can't start as bad as he did last year. Candy, he can't start as bad as he did last year. Every single person is doing that. It, it's you can't say they're dealt a bad hand. It's not like some of these guys are hot, and it's just like – it's not like that 2000 – what was it? 2016 Tigers that missed the playoffs, and it was literally – they got J.D. Martinez back. He hits that home run against the White Sox, and I think Cassianos bad. breaks his hand two games after against the match. Do you remember that? And Maben was in and Maybe. out of the lineup all year. Like yeah. – it, like I, you could be like that team was dealt a bad hand. Like they had the guys and whatever, just say, the injuries is piled up and they weren't ever the, able to get it going. Like this team just sucks. And I, I, I literally, they are so bad. I, it is unbelievable how bad they are. It is shocking. And I, I mean, we're just beating a dead horse. Yeah. And, and Rabs, and and try you. Can, they've been dealt a bad hand on the pitching side, but they've worked through it. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of these guys have been healthy. If, if they Javi could get the a little for bit, what, man. ten games. Other than that, the whole team, who is expected to produce at a high level, has basically played every game. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I don't if they know. weren't, if they weren't, I don't know. Historically, the worst hitting uh, team ever, uh, in, in through the first fifty games of a season, then yeah, things could be different. Because you're right, they've overcome a lot of adversity. It's just. Yeah, they I mean, haven't overcome the adversity where it matters most. I guess I, that's I, what I'm saying. You can yeah. have these, you know, B plus, not even B plus, C plus pitchers on the mound. You know, Hutchison was terrible today in the three innings he got. But you know what? If you if you score a few runs in the first three innings, maybe it doesn't get out of hand and get to 13 to zero when it's 95 degrees outside. That's all I'm saying. Like, no, I will this, say this about the pitching and the injuries. There's been a few games this year where it's like, okay, that's a loss. Yeah. Like when you have Elvin Rodriguez playing Garrett Cole in Yankee Stadium, yeah. you have no chance. Yes, of course. I, 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 Trent, you are right. There's probably been like 10 games like that this year because of the pitching injuries. But there's also been countless games where it's like, wow, they really patched it together. Four to nothing loss. Offense does absolutely nothing. So well, Collins, I, what makes me even work to your point, and it's not a huge difference from what you said, but I hate like the three to two losses and the two to one losses because it's like those are just winnable, dude. All you got to do is make two runs. 
Does it? Does Aaron Judge have like ten more home runs than we do as a team? No, no, he no, has no, like no, five, no, no. five less has, than we do as a team. He has twenty-five, I think, and we have thirty. Yeah. So well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, Austin Meadows, I'm pretty sure hit twenty-five home runs last year. Yeah, he's at been this, his at, power I, has I, been disappointing, but he's still he's still fucking slaps it around. It's gone. I saw this I'm today. Not saying, I, you know what I'm saying, Ramso? Yeah, like it's, everyone's yeah. power down. At, like, at this time last year, Austin Meadows had fifteen home runs. I saw that today. Yeah, yeah. So there, yeah. the Tigers are going to run it back, and just well, here was a flute. And the thing about it is, that you're gonna have to change something. I think if Velo's gone, there's like no way he comes back. He has to be, dude. No, no. I, like I, it would be unforgivable for Alavila to let him go another off season. Like unfor. I don't. I don't. Think he might be able to might be as well a, sell the team if he does that. I don't um, think he should be able to have a trade deadline here this year. I don't because I think it's I, a very pivotal. And you know what, Rams? They're, they're staring that deadline. down. They're staring that down because be when honest, is the trade so line? Mid August. Mm-hmm. I don't think the dead the who are the. I mean, I feel like the Tigers are just going to trade some bullpen arms. It's not like they're going to. I mean, maybe I, scope. Uh, yeah, I would love if they so, trade. So scope, that's to be well, okay. So here's my here's my like back door of me being glass half full of why and look Jonathan scope I agree with you guys he is a, is a proven veteran who's had pretty damn good like hitting numbers throughout his career that's a guy where it's like yes does he give you a better chance to win than Cody Clemens of course my whole argument again while your team's not good and you're losing can Cody Clemens really be worse than batting what Jonathan scope is maybe but also maybe not so I just think that when it comes to a guy like like Scope, maybe in Grossman especially, are they trying to like showcase them so that they can move them because they don't really have much to like show? But that would be my hope. And, and it all it, it's nothing to do with Robbie Grossman as a person or a player or Scope as a person or a player. It just you know I I like to I would like to think if I was Alavila, whose back is already up against the wall. Maybe like, let's try to show something for the things that I've done. Like I went out and traded Justin Verlander. I got Daz Cameron. I'm going to try to get Daz Cameron in the game as much as I can and hope that he's some because, and he was, he was hitting really well before he got COVID. Like maybe he turns into something that you can look at and go, okay, like Daz is still 22, 23. Like maybe we can move around with him. And when you have these extra guys and like all of a sudden, you're like Willie Castro t- goes from being an infielder to an outfielder. And granted, his bats deserved it. And like another guy being Derek Hill, who was a first round pick for you, that like really last year was his first somewhat full year in the major leagues. And now you're kind of giving him a chance again this year, but it's so crowded out there. And it's like, that's why I get so frustrated when Clemens is playing left or like Haas gets the one game and left and like all this shit. It just, it's tough. Like I, I just, I, I want to see these younger guys succeed because I think that's like, would be the saving grace for well, me, I, but they don't, like they don't like, there's just no development. There's no progression of talent. And, and we don't have any guys on this team that it's like, you know, like Derek Hills, like the last saving grace of that's a guy we drafted. That's been here since 14 or 15 and they're trying to get him in. It just, it sucks, man. They don't have anything to show for it. Nothing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's bad, I'm man. I'm done talking about the Tigers. It's bad, but 
I don't know. I guess the show, the show must go on. I'm just looking at this, this top 30 prospects guys. And I'm telling you, like, if you're really telling me I got to hold my breath for Javier Osorio, the shortstop and rookie ball right now to come up in 2027, I don't know if I'll be around by then guys. Like it's something's got to give. So as far as the deadline is concerned, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of assets you have. And at this point, like, I mean, God, I would, I would almost DFA Robbie Grossman. I swear to God, Jonathan scope. I'd like to think that maybe you can get, but yes, the Collins is point. Like you can definitely it, trade Robbie Grossman. By the way, you, you have like, you have arms, you know, like, like that's you've, you've, you've invested in the pitching and you have it all in front of you. And, and sorry, Al, that it didn't work out that you don't have all these guys up here at the same time, healthy. And you have some juggernaut pitching staff. But you got to find something to put in this lineup, and and and, and it's it just I don't even I I don't I don't even have words anymore. I don't even know yeah, what I'm saying. Don't you don't need it's, to have words. You don't need to have words. I think we we've all said our piece. Bad, the fact of the man. matter is, it's a historically bad offense. That's the point. Okay, it's bad. All right. Do we have like a trifecta or something, Trent? No, I do. Do you guys want to do it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Just just so yeah, just so we can end it on a. On a high note, I guess. Okay. <laughs> well, my first question, my my first question is, who's your tiger? <laughs> who's my I, tiger? The reason I asked this Miggy. is today. Okay, well, besides Miggy, besides Miggy, because Miggy's Andrew Chafin. I want. I asked this because today when I was watching Harold Castro pitch, I was when I texted in the group chat and I said, "Is anyone else watching Harold pitch?" I didn't know Rabs is golfing because I. Rabs, you would have loved it. He was he, he got like a he got a he got a strikeout and a double play. It was like, I know, but it's just the principle of the fact that they got there, they were getting beat up so bad they had three position players pitch. It was just I don't need I to see any of that. I love Harold though, man. And it just again, it, I think his approach at the plate, like it's it's line drives all over the place. He re, he has some relatively decent power to where he can hit a ball in the gap and get to second base, you know. I I I just I, I love his approach, man. And in, 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 in a day and age of its launch angle, it's homers, and that this team does none of it. And Harold just like fuck you guys. I'll just go bat three hundred, and you can put me in the lineup. You can force Hinch's hand and put me in the lineup every single day. Yeah, Harold and oh, Chafin. I like it. He's a badass. And Chafin's like been batting practice as of late too, unfortunately, but I love him. He's Why? my Daniel Norris. Why do you want? Why? I just, dude, I love everything about him, man. The mustache, the hair. I like guys who are good. What is what is up with you? I just like guys with moxie. That's why I love Daniel Norris. I just thought he brought guys it. Guys with day. moxie who suck. I like Daniel Norris. <laughs> I, I did like see Daniel a highlight. Norris. Daniel Norris, <laughs> Daniel Norris, Norris seems like a guys. nice guy. You acted like he was like Randy Johnson. I, I, I was going to text you guys. I saw Daniel Norris. Gave up like a three-run bomb to like blow the lead for the Cub the other day. I was like, ah, that's my guy. But he wears like forty-nine now, so I don't like him as much anymore. I don't know. I maybe I don't even want to answer. I don't care. Okay, okay. That was mostly a tongue-in-cheek question because I knew we were gonna shit on the Tigers for like forty-five minutes, and then I would. I have a lot of Riley Green stock, by the way. So when he comes up, just I me too, dude. Me too. No, but like I, I've had like day one, like day one Riley Green stock, so. Okay. Well, my answer is Javi Baez. No comment. Uh, second question. Little summer action here. Would you rather go to the beach or go to the pool? Uh, pool. Hundred mm-hmm. out of a hundred times. What kind of beach? 
Just is, <laughs> going to the, does going to the beach involve that you have? Abs, a- obviously, you'd rather be in like the Caribbean than at the pool. But no, oh, but I'm this saying, is a like, Michigan question. So, are you pulling up to a beach or a sandbar on a pontoon, or are you just showing up to a random lake beach? Because <laughs> it's not close if you're just showing up to a random lake beach. That's what I was thinking, Lake Michigan. You know, no, it's not lake. close. No, I'm going to the pool every time. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll tell you. I mean, if you're at like a lake house and you're like, there's a beach in the back, you know, like that's all, that's always nice. I like that kind of stuff. You know, like I got one of my buddies, his grandparents live on, on Lake Huron. They got a nice house. You walk down the hill, they got a little, you know, beach action there. And I like mixing it up on the beach. You know, I'm not really much of a pool guy. I'll be honest. I like the beach. I'm going to go beach. <laughs> I okay. I like lakes more than like anything in the world, but you got to be I out. On the, the lake. I love the lake. No, I you got to be out lake. on the lake. You know what I mean? You can't be like a sure, a, sure. A, a a public beach for a lake is always tough. That's, yes, there's I, the public random frisbee. There's always the chick out there. I'm like, dude, put some SPF 50 on. You don't need to be out there. And then like. There's just a lot going on. You don't get any of the relaxation. You got a bu- the music situation's weird because you're trying to play music, but there's also other people trying to play music. Yep. It's a mess. Well, isn't that worse at the pool? Well, it, I'm assuming if you're, are we going to a public pool or are we going to like a buddy's pool? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. Who knows? Public I pool. Know. See you later. No, thank you. I'm okay. not going to a public pool. Okay. I was just thinking about it pretty like nuts and bolts, beach or pool. Okay. Whatever. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. I, I got beach. Question three. And this is this is kind of a cop out, a bad trifecta. Well, to be fair, Trent, you definitely have way better like lake beaches than we do, but down here. That's true. Uh, the the I would that's a hundred percent true. The west side, yeah. one of the biggest things as going for it is you know obviously Beer Your City, beaches. Grand Rapids, but then yes, Lake Michigan, it, it's tremendous. But um, question three to round it out. I just want your guys Stanley Cup Finals pick. Obviously, the Avs won tonight, correct? Yes, they won in overtime. I got the abs, man. I'm monetarily invested. How many games? I, um, I'm going to take the abs in. I want to say seven, but I think they can do it in six. Okay. I like I the abs. Say seven, I, think, though. I just said the abs are have home ice and they're due. Yeah. They're the just home really ice good. helps. Tampa Tampa hasn't seen a team as this fast. Um, all I do think long. it's going to go seven because I just I don't trust colorado's goalie situation so yep i that's the one thing i would agree but the, i say but oh, colorado has the two two best players in the series so yes here's correct. what I, here's what i will say i don't want to be naive i don't want to be caught with egg on my face because i don't know as much about hockey nearly as much as you guys do what i will say is this <laughs> championship pedigree matters it and does it might not matter as much as home ice, whatever, but I'm going to ride the lightning. I'm taking the lightning and six. Yeah. Hey, man, I can, I can I see I don't it. hate that. I mean, Vasilevsky's out of control, so he didn't play great tonight, though, I guess. Yeah. Can I can I say one thing on the Tigers before we leave? Just as just like, God. Well, I, I'm just going through the prospect rankings of, of 2022, you know, and the only two guys in the top 100 for the Tigers are Riley Green, who's number two, and obviously everyone's excited about him. 
And then Jackson Job, who, again, he's 19 years old. He's in single A ball. <laughs> I'm clicking through top 10 um, by position. So top 10 prospects across the whole league at each position. Other than Green, who obviously is knocking on the door, the Tigers don't have anyone in the top 10 at any position. Like there's some teams like the, like the Texas Rangers have like two guys at shortstop that are like in the top five. So like that, I just, you know, it, it's, it's bothersome. There's, there's the hope that is, is dwindling. And then I'm sure they'll take a pitcher in this draft. Too. They'll take Brock Porter out of St. Mary's. That's who they're going to take too. It's all about pitching. Even though you score zero runs a game, it doesn't matter how good your pitching is. But hey, I digress. It depends. If a I can't GM. wait for Riley Green to come up here, man. That like, it, like you guys. I mean, I just think the team is borderline unwatchable because I know what everyone's going to do at every single at bat. I do love watching Victor. I love watching Harold when Willie can hit. I, I can't stand watching him in the field, but I like seeing Clemens play every now and then. I can't wait for Daz to get healthy. I would like to see Hill back up here if Jamer can start hitting. I mean, Jamer. Jamer is one of the most Torkelson. Huh? Torkelson is probably the most watchable guy. I, I well, is, I mean, he's been he hasn't been good at the plate. No, I understand I, that, but I, when I he gets bad to the plate, that is he's the most intriguing guy on this roster. Yeah, I always I always think like with I'm just like waiting for him to hit another bomb. I think he's always got that potential, of just like roping one. But I don't know. I'm excited for Riley Green. That's about it. As we all are waiting patiently. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap it up. Um, that's all for us today here on the Motown Rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Uh, hey, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, share some of your thoughts, ask us some questions, suggest some topics for the show. We are on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown. We are also on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. I do want to address this real quick as far as where the episodes will be posted. For whatever reason, I can't. I don't really understand the technicalities of it. Um, for the time being, we are not on Apple Podcasts. I think we're kind of trying to work through all that. I don't exactly know. Should be, yeah, we should. So be. we're we're working through it. But I know last week's episode was only on Spotify. I don't know if this week's episode will be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are usually on both, but I will say this too: since we've moved off the Impact eighty nine FM platform, uh, we have a brand new page on Spotify. Um, so that's where all the episodes, when I post them on social media, um, it'll take you to that new page. If you want to throw us a like five stars, say something nice. We would really appreciate it to kind of build up this new era, this new page back up for the Motown. Well, yeah. We'll yes. So on Apple podcast soon. No one cares about this. So I won't go into the logistics of it. Bottom line is I hope I, my hope is that we will have our old page back soon. But right now what we're doing is I'm in the process of trying to get that from our old boss, whatever. So okay. what you, what our listeners should do is if you're not following Rabs on social media, do it anyways, and then follow, just follow the links that Rabs posts. That's the best way to get the podcast for the time being. Yep. We'll just, we just want to get the content out there. We'll clean everything up when we get a chance, but you know, we just, we were pumping impacts tires last week and then, you know, it's been a little bit, uh, it's been a bit harder than expected to kind of take things over, but we're working on it and eventually everything will be on the same page and all the millions of you that gave us a five-star rating, it'll show back up again. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, we love you very much. That's all for this week. We'll see you next time.